Okay, so a uh, couple of years down the road, you are in a uh, high school. Okay. You're in your uh, your senior year. Okay. You're going to a new high school in town. Uh, it's called uh, Pauly Shore High School. And uh, like, you don't even know who that guy is. Like, no one who works there seems to know. So you're um, going to Pauly Shore High School senior year. And uh, honestly, things are going pretty good. That's good. You... um. You joined a drama club? Don't know if I would do that now, but it's a couple years down the road. Yeah, right now you definitely wouldn't. But a couple years down the road, you're definitely like have like more wisdom and stuff. Like the older you get, the smarter you get type of thing. Uh, so you realize like, you know... I need to kind of like express myself. Uh, I don't quite know how to do it. So I'm going to join this uh, drama club. Maybe this will help me, you know, do something creative. And honestly, like, like, like you said, you wouldn't do it now, but a few years down the road, you're like super into this. Okay. You remember the first time that it clicked, you guys were, do you guys were doing uh Shakespeare and, uh, You were cast as um, as Hamlet, and you did that whole like to be or not to be speech. That's cool. He's like the main character, I think, in Hamlet. He is. I assume Hamlet is the main character in Hamlet, and so that makes sense. You give this speech, and uh, basically, it's a speech about uh, uh, considering suicide or not. And by the end of this uh, monologue. Like everyone is in tears and you kind of look around and see that and you, and you just say out loud, I'm into this. <laughs> so, so drama club is like kind of popping off, dude. Like, like there is some pretty wild stuff happening in it. Huh? There's like, um, like, like a few kids are in a, uh, they're in a cult. They worship uh, Nerlathotep. Wait, what? Uh, they, they worship a cosmic being named uh, Nerlathotep, but you're kind of like, you're not super into it, so you don't really associate with them. Uh, but there is, um, you know, a few people that are honestly uh, pretty cool, you know? Okay. Um, you end up uh, hanging out with um, like like one of your good friends from this uh, from drama club is this guy named uh, Curtis <laughs> Curtis Nighttime. Okay. And uh, you know Curtis is honestly a pretty terrible actor, but he is a great friend. That's good. You guys are uh, you know you guys like hang out and stuff. You play. Um, you guys play like Super Smash Brothers and stuff together. Uh, at this point, they have like a bunch of new downloadable characters for Smash Bros. Um, one of them is uh, is uh, the main character. You're not, you're not going to know who this is, but it's the main character from uh, 
that movie Stand and Deliver. He's in it. Um, there is uh, a new Smash Brothers character is, uh, once again, you're probably not going to uh, know who this person is, uh, but it's uh, Ice Cube. Well, I know who that is. Hell yeah. I don't know who the first person is. So um, Smash Bros. is sort of like, you know, popping off. Seems kind of weird that they went from Nintendo characters to real people. Yeah, they have a few honestly real people. Like, they, there actually was a, uh, a contest to become uh, a Smash Bros. character. So, like, there's, like, a kid, there's, like, a guy in it uh, who's just, like, some guy. You know what I mean? He's not, like, a, a famous person, like, a Nintendo character or anything. It's actually kind of a coincidence because the character is actually this kid who in middle school used to bully you. Uh, his name is Brian Stevenson Jones. And he is like just like this complete just jerk of a guy, just a bully, you know? Hmm. Uh, his name, uh, basically what happened was his, uh, his father uh, got married, like remarried or whatever. And uh, when they married, he made they made all their children have uh, like hyphenated last name Stevenson Jones. And when that happened, Brian something inside Brian just snapped. Something cold and something dark. Huh. So he ended up winning the um, the Smash Bros competition. So like so Brian Stevenson Jones is like a playable character in Smash Bros. And uh, it is pretty wild but it's pretty fun that's cool so you actually end up making a, a couple of friends there at a, a drama club uh there's this guy you you guys call him trusty joe there's a a, a, a girl uh, her name is um adriana frowns There's uh, this guy, Jackson Clockworth. Okay. And also this guy, uh, Chet Lightning. So you guys are like kind of like friends. You guys all like hang out and stuff. And um, one night... You guys are hanging out. Um, you, uh, your mom is like, uh, "Where are you going tonight, Sonny?" And you're like, "We're gonna go study school, Mom." And she's like, "Okay, don't be out too late. I'm your mother, Valerie." Man, she must be getting pretty old if if she lets me leave with that kind of excuse. Well, yeah, honestly, she's lost a few steps. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's not surprising. So, um, you know, your mom like totally trusts you and stuff, and you just like betray her trust. Like you don't, you, like you know, you don't care that um, your mom works hard to uh, take care of you. You just like totally lie to her face. Like you don't give a shit at all. Uh, so you're like, but yeah, it's very sad. Man, so um, changed. <laughs> I'm telling you, like a lot of stuff has changed a couple years down the road. Like Trump is no longer in office. Um, oh, that's good. He was brought down by the uh, <laughs> by the Jerky Boys. <laughs> Do you know the Jerky Boys? No. 
the jerky boys are these um uh prank phone call guys from the uh from the 90s okay. they're very very funny uh i you should check them out they're very very funny but uh anyway so what happened was the jerky boys got back together and they just started prank they somehow got the number to the white house and they were like prank phone calling um uh the president and so you know he'd be like hello and they and someone would just be like you know my name is sal rosenberg and they go into like the whole thing and they have hours of prank phone calls because they um like like he just falls for it every single time and um basically what ends up happening is that um he like accidentally gives out like you know nuclear secrets and and stuff like that to the jerky boys um even when it doesn't make sense you know like like like, like they call them and the guys like he's like mr trump you kicked my dog and the guys and then mr trump you know obviously you know president trump accidentally gives out you know secrets that he shouldn't give out and stuff um so um they put like this thing you know they put the album out and stuff and it just brings down trump people are like this is unacceptable like we can't have a president who is this easily tricked and who gives out nuclear secrets to the jerky boys like they beep it out on, on the actual release which is good but like you know the jerky boys know this now you know what i mean yeah so uh like i said uh the world is uh, like a little bit different so you lie to your mother uh and what ha- uh, ends up happening is uh, you're hanging out with you know your pals from uh drama club and uh you guys you kind of like you know what should we do you know it's like a saturday night and um eventually chet lightning is like i know what to do baby he's like let's go to the bunny man bridge oh is there a place in austin called that yeah there's a place called um uh, the Bunny Man Bridge, and it's sort of like a like a local uh, like urban legend type of thing. Something like you go there at midnight and you flash your lights or whatever, you see like um, some sort of like scary thing. It's like uh, like Bloody Mary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so people are like, they all just kind of chuckle and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll go to Bunny Man Bridge." And then they think about it and they're like, "Let's go to Bunny Man Bridge." Okay. What would you say? I mean, would you vote for it or or again it? I mean, I don't trust Chet Lightning. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I've heard stories about him before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess we'll do it since everyone else wants to. And yeah, and it's not like people are being like, you know, you know, no one's like drinking or anything like that. They're just like, yeah, we're just hanging out. What should we do? Ah, we'll we'll go do this dumb thing. Whatever. Who cares? So, so they drive there. You guys listen to uh, Highway to Hell by ACDC the entire way. Uh, It's not good. (laughs) And so um, you get to uh, the Bunny Man Bridge. And the way that this works is that. The Bunny Man Bridge is actually this bridge above like a tunnel. And it's on the outskirts of Austin. It's actually in kind of this, this strange part of town uh, called Softville. 
Sawville okay. is um, it's kind of an, an odd part of town. Uh, uh, the only way you get there is you uh, you follow uh, the Black Star, and it leads you to Sawville. And Sawville is it's a little different from the rest of Texas. They have very um, I guess like old fashioned views. Uh, okay. Once a year, they actually sacrifice a, a member of uh, the community to the the corn god. The corn god? Yeah, and the way that they uh, figure out who is the one they sacrifice is um, they have a uh, volleyball competition. Okay. Whatever team uh, loses, they um, like like has the worst record. They pick the person who's sacrificed that year. Wait. How did they pick the person from the team, though? It's, it's you know, it's voted, voted on. Oh, uh, like, uh, I don't know. There's, like, shows that do that. So, um, anyway, so you're doing this, hanging out, you know. And, uh, again, Sawville, it's, again, as if you're just visiting or whatever, it's all good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just be careful, you know? So you go to Sawville, and basically what it is, is it's a bridge above a tunnel. And basically, uh, the urban legend is that if you if, if you go to Bunny Man Bridge, and you flash your lights three times, you will see the... Um, basically, what happened is... Um, Back then, there was a mental, uh, assault, like a like a insane asylum in that area, and one year in like the eighteen hundreds, a guy got loose, and uh, his disguise was he had like a, a bunny uh, mask on, and he had a knife, and he would like kill people and stuff like that. Um, eventually, he was caught, and he was you know uh, put to death and everything. But um, basically, the urban legend is that this guy would leave uh, the corpses of uh, uh, bunny rabbits. In the uh, the tunnel underneath Bunny Man Bridge, and if you uh, flash your lights three times, you can see the uh, the dead bunnies. Wait, are we in the tunnel or are we on the bridge? You're uh, leading up to the tunnel that's that's right underneath the bridge. Oh, yeah. You don't actually know how to get to the bridge. Like no one you ever has met knows. So you guys kind of like uh, roll up. You uh, you guys have switched from ACDC and I listen to that Limp Biscuit song, uh, Rollin'. You guys uh, show up, kill the engine. Do you tell Wait. them to uh, flash the lights three times? Wait. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like the car lights. Uh... The uh the lights are still operational, but basically you guys like come to a stop. Oh. I don't like seeing dead things, and I like bunnies, so no, I don't want to flash the lights. Would you uh, would you just like not say anything? Or, like, oh, would you go like, hey, please don't? Yeah, I'll just not say anything. So um, you don't say anything, and so they end up like um, flashing their lights three times. Yeah. And you don't see, and like basically the last time that you uh, turn the light on, you guys can see into the tunnel, and like you don't see any, like it's just like a tunnel. 
Okay. It's not even like foggy. So nothing happened? Nothing happened at all. And so you're like, oh, no. huh. And so everyone's just sort of like, oh, man. And uh, they turn on their car. They back up. They end up, uh, you know, leaving. Uh, but uh, they turn around. And like right when they turn around, standing in front of them is a figure wearing a bunny mask. The mask, you can't see the eyes inside, like the person wearing the mask, but there's definitely like blood, fresh blood, kind of pouring down the... Um, like tears of blood? They're a little heavier than tears, my friend. That's creepy. And so everyone just goes like, ah, and you guys like hit the um, uh, the gas. And at the last, the gas pedal, at the last second, the figure jumps out of the way. You end up going home. You're like, that was a weird night. You end up uh, like coming home. Uh, you walk in. Uh, your mom's already gone to bed. You like, you know, lock up and everything. Walk upstairs. Brush your teeth. Are you a flosser? I mean, currently I have to floss, but I probably wouldn't. You think about flossing and you're like, huh. You think about like surviving the bunny man and you think to yourself, anyone who can survive the bunny man deserves to not floss. You actually take your floss out of your medicine cabinet. You fucking throw it in the garbage. I don't know if I would have done that. You throw it down so hard it pops back up and like hits you in the nose and you're like, oh, you brush your uh, teeth without incident. You go to sleep. It's weird because when you, uh, you fall asleep and it's almost like you come to, you were in an all white space. Okay. Uh, you kind of look around and everything you see is just pure nothingness, just white nothingness. You know what I mean? It's just everything is empty except you. You're sort of like, uh, the heck is this? And you're like, you turn around and uh, standing before you is a figure. He is easily about uh, nine feet tall. He is dressed. Oh. He's dressed like a clown. And he's holding a uh, balloon. And you kind of look up at the balloon because the balloon has your face on it. Oh, does that mean I don't have a face? No. Anymore? Oh, no, you still have your own. You actually like oh. instinctually go up and touch your face. And um, you kind of look over at the, uh, the figure in front of you. And he goes, hello, Travis. My name is... Dreamy Dan. Dan, ruler of the dreamscape. Okay. And welcome to the Child Saga, Volume One, Travis. A scream that could bleed. That doesn't sound like it's going to go well. The balloon with your face on it pops. You kind of like wake up. You're like, what the fuck? And uh, what's happening is that it is um, summertime, you know? 
but you're actually doing some uh summer school you're doing like some extra classes you know okay leading up into your senior year and um basically uh it's have you done summer classes before or no no so basically what happens is um you have about a four weeks to learn you know a whole entire not a year's worth of base basically yeah actually honestly yeah basically a year's worth of stuff so summer school is you kind of sit there for like you know six hours a day or whatever learning about something just to like be able to pass it and not have to worry about it uh and so you've been going to summer school um of your own accord and you've been going to a class um you've been going to um (laughs) secret history class i do like history it's taught by this guy named melvin truth So, so you're like, all right, whatever. And you realize like, you know, you're kind of like running late to, um, to summer school. So, um, you end up like, uh, running outside, you jump on, uh, your trusty bicycle. You think of it as a, uh, your trusty steed. You've named it, um, high speed Harry. And, uh, you run you uh drive a uh, hsh uh to school you kind of you don't even like bother like parking it you just jump off of it as it's still moving it just crashes into a wall you're like whatever you just uh, burst into like uh, the school run to class you're really late you're you're running kind of late but what's strange is that when you open up the your classroom the room to your uh or the door to your room or whatever there's no one in there It is called secret history. See, you kind of think that, but this is the place that you have been going to. And so you're kind of like, where is everyone? You end up uh, kind of like walking over to the uh, the chalkboard and you're kind of like, where the hell? And there's like nothing written on it. And you're like, well, where is everyone? And you kind of like go to lean against the chalkboard. And when you do... It's almost like you turn to the side and see like a ripple on the chalkboard as you touch it. And you go, what? And you trip and you fall through the chalkboard. Oh, I'm still on the dreamscape. Wait, so like, am I like continually falling? Just for a moment. Your back hits the floor with a thud. Like you did a belly flop, but upside down. Okay. You hear the the slap of your flesh on the tile. You hit the back of your head just a split second later. It really rings your bell. You take a moment, you kind of shake it off. You know, you're like, what the hell just happened? And you look around and everything around you looks like it's covered in a thin sheet of chalk dust okay everything has like a like a greenish hue like a dark green like a chalkboard 
But once again, just a thin sheen over everything. Like somebody's been walking around the school clapping two erasers together for the last hundred decades. And nobody's bothered to sweep up. Must be hard to breathe. That's what you think. You think it's hard to breathe, but you, you take it you take a breath in and you know that you're just inhaling this chalk dust. You can see it. You know, it's it's almost like uh, like you're swimming in it. You breathe it out. You can move it around the room when you when you you know expel the air from your lungs. You can wave it out in front of your face. It's almost thick. So you come to and you're you're in you're in what looks like the the room that you were just in. You know the classroom that you were in. It looks pretty much the same thing, only it's facing the other direction. Like it's flipped. Yeah, like the orientation has been reversed on it. You know. So it's standard, you know, the standard room. So am I like in a mirror? I mean, it looks like a mirrored image of, of where you were, of the normal school room that you're, that you're familiar with. Okay. So you kind of look around. You, uh, you see the chalkboard there in front of you. You see just the tiniest bit of a ripple as it dissipates, and the board looks whole again. So you're standing there on the other side of the chalkboard. What do you do? I mean, I guess I'll just tap the chalkboard. You tap it, feels like a chalkboard. Okay. You run your fingernails down it just to see. It's a noise you've always hated, but you think, yeah, I better do this to be sure. You run those fingernails down the chalkboard. It sounds like a, like a symphony warming up. It's beautiful. You know that moment just before a song kicks off when everybody plays their last their last note to make sure that they're in tune as they draw their bow over the string one final time before beginning that little moment that's what it sounds like when you run your fingernails down this chalkboard. Okay. So it's solid to the touch. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, I guess I'll turn around, look around. You turn around, it looks like a uh you know, the, the classroom, like I said, that you're used to just from a little bit of a different perspective. Can I go through the door? Yeah. So you, you walk through the classroom. Uh, you pass, like, uh, you walk down the center aisle, desks on each side. You look out the window. You see a uh, carved into the tree right outside the window. You see uh, uh, penis and, and balls carved into the tree and it's like fresh it's like freshly been carved you know you kind of you kind of laugh at it so you get ready to walk out of the room and then something on like the the teacher's desk moves it's uh it's small like a grayish pink almost like it's waking up from a slumber it's like a little mass okay you look at it. I'll, oh, go ahead. I guess I'll, yeah, just look at it. Maybe move a little further away. So you move a little further away. You look at it. It's like a, it's like a trapezoid. It's, it's like rounded at the edges. 
you see that it kind of like squirms and bends and sort of lifts like the, the front edge of it up off the table. And there's like a little eyes and nose and a mouth. And this voice says, who the hell are you? I guess I'll just introduce myself. What do you say? Well, I'd probably use a fake name. Okay. Just in case. What would you say? I don't know. I mean, there's a, a pink creature awakening on a desk in front of you. He's like, I say, he's a trapezoid, rounded corners. He says, who the hell are you? I guess, uh, I'll just say I'm no one. You say I'm no one. He goes, he kind of laughs. He's got like a cough. <laughs> he kind of coughs. He goes, there's never been a no one who come through that thing. And he kind of looks at the chalkboard. Okay. So it's like a portal. He laughs. He goes, yeah, I guess you could call it a portal. And then you hear, uh, you hear like a, a woman's voice. She goes, uh, Ray. And he kind of like, he kind of like stands up. He's got the words, uh, pink pearl tattooed up his frame, up his abdomen. You know, he's an old, Wait. he looks like a little, uh, he's an eraser, like a, like a, oh. like a pencil eraser. But he has abs. No, he just has like the, the brand name drawn on him oh, you know i forgot that was a eraser pink right. pearl pink pearl is the name of the eraser company because the guy who owned it uh martin pinkerton he uh he was a he was a world famous uh sailor he would do those things where they like sail around like you know fucking cape horn or whatever my bad i just swore and he, uh, you know, he's just like a world famous sailor. And he, his fastest boat was called the Pink Pearl. And one day he got into erasers, made his fortune, and he left that boat's legacy in classrooms all across America. So you see Ray kind of stand up. He walks over to the edge of the desk and he looks down on the ground. And you kind of follow his eye line down. And on the ground, there are two other like f figures. One of them is like a pen. Like a, and she's got a blue cap. And you know that little, like, the thing that sticks out, like the little thing on the end of a pen cap? The most chewable part of the pen. You know what I'm talking about? Like, wait. On a pen cap, you know how there's that little piece that sticks down? Oh, yeah, so you can, like, hook it onto your shirt or something. Exactly. That is, like, uh, not hard plastic, but it's, like, flowing hair. And there's uh, huh. two eyes and, like, a face on the pen cap. And standing next to her is this guy who's made entirely out of pencil shape. And uh, he's like very scared. He's very timid, you know. He but he's a good friend. So he he kind of goes, oh, "Hey, hey, Ray, you coming down?" And Ray, uh, once again, the eraser. He goes, "Yeah, sure thing." And he just like leaps off of the table, and he's made of rubber, so he kind of like lands, and he he screams when he bounces. Ah, he just like hurts him, but he's made of rubber, so it's not going to do any damage, you know. It's just painful. Yeah. I could have got gotten him down. You say that to him, and he looks at you, and he just glares right through you. He goes, you could have told me that. Oh. So you feel like you and Ray are kind of already off on, like, not the best foot. Yeah. So uh, the pen and the, the guy made of pencil shavings are kind of talking with Ray. And uh, you hear him say, yeah, this, this kid just showed up here. 
And uh, Pen, she turns to you, she goes, Hi, my name's Penny. And she whips that fucking that hair back and forth, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not plastic, it's just like free-flowing hair from the bottom of that cap. And the pencil shavings guy kind of meekly steps forward and he goes, uh, Hi, uh, my, name's, my name's Shay. Okay, just I guess I'll say hi back. Penny goes, what brings you here? Uh, I don't know. Ray looks at her and he goes, they never know. He kind of like rolls his eyes. He goes, he looks at you and he goes, but let me guess, you're trying to get out of here. I mean, that would be preferable. He kind of laughs. He goes, of course, you don't want to be stuck on the other side of the chalkboard. He goes, I remember the other side. I remember your side. I came over here in a pants pocket in 1988. Because I've been stuck here ever since. He lights a cigarette. You don't know where he got it from. Where does he... Does he have a mouth? Yeah, there's like a mouth on the on the top of the eraser. He's got like eyes and a mouth and stuff. Oh. But he... But he, uh, he uh, he's, he's smoking, you know. He kind of says, uh, he's, yeah, I remember why I came through here. I, I thought I'd be out the same day. He kind of gets a far away look in his eraser eyes. Takes a long drag off the cigarette. So they don't know how to get out? Shay kind of steps forward. He goes, uh, uh, I heard of an active chalkboard, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's upstairs. And Penny, Penny, you see her just kind of like shake her head back and forth. Ray takes another drag off the cigarette. And he goes, well, we can't go upstairs. Well, I can take them. And he looks, he takes another drag. He goes, no, dummy. He goes, we're not allowed upstairs. Why not? He looks at that cigarette. He knows he's got one more long, slow drag left in it. You ever have like a? You, you drink soda at all, Travis? You drink. You like yeah. to have. You like to have a soda every now and then. Yeah. You know how like uh, you have a you have some soda, and you look at the cup, and there's enough in there for one more drink. Yeah. And you think, gotta really enjoy this one. Okay. Ray looks at the cigarette the exact same way. He takes the final drag and he says. We can't go to the second floor, because that's where Mark lives. Is, like, Mark the Marker? You say that, and they all get, like, a shocked look on their face, and Ray puts a cigarette out, and uh, Penny pulls out a little knife, and she goes, How the hell did you know him? Who told you about Mark? You did, just now. They kind of look at each other. They don't really know. They're not very intelligent. So Ray kind of like scratches his head. He goes, uh, yeah, I guess I did. Shay steps forward. And he goes, uh, if you if you, if you can uh, take us, well, I'll show how I, I can show you where the, the, the active chalkboard is, I, I think. Okay, but what's why are they afraid of Mark? You say his name, Shay, just sort of like crumples, you know? 
Penny steps forward. She goes, Mark runs everything over here. He lets people in. He lets people out. He's got a roving band of goons. They keep their, they just keep their eyes out on us all the time. This isn't a free place. Huh. She's got that little that little switchblade she pulls out. So he's a dictator. Ray kind of goes. He's a pusher. But yeah, he's a dictator too. Because he's bad news either way. But if your only chance of getting out of here is going to the second floor, we may as well give it a shot. Also, are like, are like, is Ray the size of an eraser? Is yeah, he like he's an eraser. No, I didn't. Oh, so they're why all would like he be big? Of... That's ridiculous. I don't know. He's a he's an eraser. So then, Mark wouldn't be much of a. Yeah, I guess we should just try and go up. So you know, you kind of think that, uh, you know, you you pick up Ray, you pick up Shay and Penny, you put them in like a shirt pocket, you know. Yeah. They're all kind of like peering out over the edge. You uh, you walk to where the the stairs are to go up to the second floor, and right in front of you is like a doorway, right, that leads outside. You yeah. look outside, you see your you see your bike, high speed Harry, sitting there right outside the door where you rode in on earlier. Uh I guess I should ask them why can't I go outside? Or like can I get out by going outside or is it just you can only go through a chalkboard? Ray goes Ray goes, I I've never been outside. I know you get in and out through the chalkboard. Okay. Do you go through the door? Or do you go upstairs? I mean, if they think the only way out is the chalkboard, they've been here longer. So you kind of like I'll you kind of like pivot upstairs. and go upstairs. You look out through the window of the door, you see high-speed Harry looking at you. His handlebars kind of like dip down like he's sad you know oh wait so he's alive too i mean i don't know bikes aren't living creatures oh, so well, you I like uh go back down and so check on him so you go back down right so you go to go back down you walk up to the door it leads to the outside it feels warm to the touch almost inviting outside also looks like uh you know, covered in chalk, green hue. It all kind of looks like the chalkboard world. Do you go outside uh, to meet High Speed Harry? Well, yeah. I mean, he's been letting me ride him multiple, I assume, years. I don't know. You've had High Speed Harry a long time, and, you know, you've always felt like, man, this is like my favorite bike. You know, it's a bike that you just had, like, really good adventures on. It's a bike that you felt like, you know, you, you remember moments of, like, friends on, on pegs and, you know, riding around and, like, just, you know, being a kid and, and having a great time. And the freedom that you found on this bicycle, it was, like, the first thing that ever, like, got you out of your immediate area. It really means a lot to you, you know? 
Yeah. So you step outside. You see uh, High Speed Harry there. He kind of looks at you and almost you almost hear him whimper, you know. You take a step towards him, and then out of nowhere, you see a silver Dodge Caravan come hauling ass, and it runs over High Speed Harry. No. You, you hear him whimper, and you look in the driver's seat, and uh, there's a guy in the driver's seat. You recognize him. He was an old substitute of your school. His name was Dr. Dodge Caravan. He was. Uh, he used to be in academia. He was like... Yeah, you know, he worked in Ivy League, like in the Ivy League. Uh, brilliant man. And then, I don't know if you're familiar, the, the there was a, a vehicle named the Dodge Caravan. You know, it was like a, the biggest minivan of like the 90s and early aughts. Uh, when that model came out to the public, it ruined his life. He, oh, he was getting all kinds of like fan mail. He was getting death threats. Like, so he had to like retire from academia. And so he was, you know, the substitute teacher at, at a, you know, the school. So he's like, you see him, he kind of like look into his eyes. They're just as green as the chalkboard. He opens his mouth, dust comes flying out at you. You run back inside and you just like haul your butt upstairs, second floor. You hear, uh, you hear the banging of those doors. And you hear Dr. Dodge Caravan just screaming like a madman, but he can't get in. So you go upstairs, the second floor. The dust isn't as thick up here, almost like it's coming from up here and then settling below, you know, Uh, you get the feeling that there's like a real class divide here, you know, where this is where the this is where the, the fancy people live. There's a Roomba running around, sucking up all the the dust. Like, it's mostly dustless. It's definitely a departure from the first floor. So you've got uh, Ray, Shay, Penny in your pocket. They're all kind of looking out. You get up to the landing at the second floor. You can walk straight ahead into the library. You can go right into the chemistry lab or left down a long hallway. There's other classrooms down there. I should probably ask Shay or or all of them where the chalkboard is. Shay uh Shay kinda pipes up. He goes, uh uh you gotta go through the library and uh there's there's the, the, the physics room on the other side. Okay. You reach out, you put your hand on the library door, and Ray goes, Good luck, kid. You open the door, looks like a normal library. Rows of books line the walls. There's uh, several different, like, six top person tables kind of all over the place. You got a TV on, like, a black rolling cart, DVD player hooked up underneath it. See, there's like a file cabinet, like a like a file card thing, you know. All the drawers are open. The file cards are everywhere. If you're looking for something in particular, man, you're screwed. You know what I mean? It's just really disorganized. It's not a good way to run a library. No. You look across and you see that there's uh, there's a door on the far side of the library. You see that it's like kind of cracked open. Is that the physics room? 
physics room is on the other side through the library. Okay, so I guess I should start heading to the other side. So you take a step. You take a step into into the library. Like your foot hits the carpet, right? Yeah. And a book, a hardback book, just shoots out of the wall and buzzes right past the front of your face. It smashes through the window on the other side of the library. And you see dust get sucked outside. You kind of like get real quiet for a second. You hear you hear like a you hear footsteps coming from somewhere, like the breaking glass alerted someone. Like what do you do? Behind me, or you're in a big space. There's like a vacuum effect thing going on. You can't really tell exactly where it's coming from. It's just kind of all around you. I guess I sh- I should step out of the library. So you step back out of the library. Just kind of standing there. Shay says, uh, we, we, gotta, we gotta go through there to get to the physics room. There's no other way ar- around it. Okay. So what do you do? Uh, guess I could try sprinting through. How is it like a really long? It's probably like a hundred feet. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I get. I don't really have a choice. I mean, Wait. it's up to you. You don't. You know. Is you can just stay what? there. Yeah, but I don't really want to stay there. I guess I should just. I may as well just look around like the other areas. See if there's like a large. I don't know something that could like maybe shield me. So you uh, you walk into the chemistry lab, nothing in there. You kind of retrace your steps. You uh, you go into the English room. It's where the uh, it's where the uh, it's uh, like right next to the band the band room. You walk inside to the band room, and you see standing like like sitting on the ground. It's just like a big ass. Uh, symbol. And you pick it up. You kind of look at it. It's got the shape of like Captain America's shield. You know what I mean? Yeah. You stick your finger through the hole in it. It fits just perfectly. Yeah. It almost it almost feels comfortable, frankly. Like you you're like, I think I'm into this. Is I'm into the- this. Is the other one there, like anywhere to be seen? The other one. Is it just one? Oh, it's just one oh, symbol, like like a big symbol. Because oh. they usually come in pairs. Well, this one is just—it's like a large, like, like a like a crash symbol. Except it's big. It's bigger. Like it's big enough that you could like definitely hold it out. It's like the size of an umbrella. It's huge. Okay, I guess I should take that and. Well, I mean, just, I mean, first just pick it up and then. You pick it up. It's surprisingly light. You put your finger through the hole. Like I said, feels comfortable. You get to the edge of the, you get to the edge of the library. You open the door. Before you take a step in, Penny goes, you know, I think you're really brave for doing this. She swishes her hair around. 
Shay says, "This is kind of like a kind of like that, like in a movie." And Ray says, "If this were a movie, there'd be a song." So he starts going, uh, dun, 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 He starts like singing that song, you know, and you start running. You're running as fast as you can, but it feels like you're moving in slow motion. You got this symbol shield out in front of you. Books are just flying off the shelf. Great Gatsby, bang, you knock it away. You know what I mean? The goldfinch, get out of here. You blast it through an open window. Okay. You see a hard you see a hardbound version of the Bible. You just uh headbutt it. It falls. It opens up uh, to the last page of Revelations where, you know, everything really turns south or right at the end, you know. You see that? You just kind of smile, keep running. You know, you're just, just ping. You're just knocking these books left and right. Okay. You run as fast as you can in slow motion through the library. You go through the open door. Are, are the books in slow motion too, or is it like you see them in slow? Super slow. Everything is super slow. Okay. And when you when you hit them, when you hit them, uh, you see them like. As they as they like spin through the air and their pages open up, you see just the eyes of the book, and they all just look like they're in so much pain. They're screaming as they fly through the sky. So you Wait, get through them alive. Oh yeah. So you fly through. You know, you run through the uh, the library. You get on the other side. You drop the symbol. It makes a crash. You see, there's a physics room on the left. Okay. Shay Shay goes. Oh, this this is it. So you open the door. You open the door, and standing in front of you is Mark the Marker. Oh. He's a normal size permanent marker. You know, like one of the big fat ones? Like the yeah. one of the silver ones with the black yeah. cap. They're like this. They're yeah, they're 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 big like in the marker thick. world, yeah. He's a thick boy. So you see uh he's wearing a uh he's wearing a football jersey. He kind of struts towards you. Where'd he find a football jersey that fits him? I mean, he—I'm assuming he plays for the team. I don't know why oh. else he would. I don't know why else he would have one. You know. Wait, this yeah. school is like actually a school, but I mean, it's for, it's, a, it's a school, yeah. But for objects. I mean, it's it's a school. Like it's a normal school. It's just on the other side of the chalkboard. So he kind of like walks towards you. He uh he sees you there. He sees the three of them in your pocket, and he go and he goes. <laughs> he kind of chuckles. He goes, "You turds, what are you doing in here? Who'd you bring?" He kind of smirks at you. You look at the chalkboard behind him. You see it kind of rippling. Okay. What do you do? Good. I mean, can I just? pick up the marker i mean well, well i mean you could try what do you how would you do it i mean i just grab it i don't know <laughs> so you like uh you walk you take a couple steps towards mark you see that a, his a smirk crawls across his face oh, no. you reach down you pick him up 
So you're just like holding him in your hand? Yeah. You're looking at him, and you see the, the cap like spin around. And he goes, hey, quit looking at my ass. You know, because you had you were holding him where his butt was facing you. And he, you see that his cheeks get bright red. And he goes, I hate it when people look at my ass. And uh, he's the, the his cap pops off, and it shoots right into you in the middle of the forehead. And uh, you fall to the ground at the physics room. And uh, it kind of knocks you unconscious. Uh, you land on top of Shay, Penny, and, uh, and Ray, uh, crushing oh. and killing all three of them instantly. And you just kind of fade in and out of consciousness. And you see Mark strutting towards you, capless, that jet black marker tip just sort of uh almost like a sh to a sharpened point you see it and it looks mean and angry and then you smell the scent coming off of it he gets right up against you you can't move he puts the tip of uh his his head the marker he puts it up each one of your nostrils and you just smell you know that smell that comes off of those permanent markers it's like that times a hundred you have that exact reaction like yeah you just love the way it smells uh you breathe it in deep uh you breathe it in for so long that your eyes turn black they roll into the back of your head and you are under the spell of mark the marker and you're never allowed to leave uh behind the chalkboard so you kind of get up off the floor you're in a trance-like state you sit in the first desk in the first row of the physics class and you look up at the clock and it reads 259 and 59 seconds and it just kind of ticks but it stays on that one second and you're forever trapped in your last day of school stuck on the other side of the chalkboard <laughs> you're trapped <laughs> oh that sucks yeah it sucks you're trapped there forever <laughs> you're trapped in school you're stuck in school on the last day and you got rid of so many good books huh. wait so i could still like get up and move around i just can't leave no you definitely can't you're under the spell of mark uh your his uh, scent is intoxicating to you as as a teen and so you're just like under his spell like a permanent marker it's uh you know it's not something you know most people would do but some people who just want to experience like a high would do it but you're just under that spell you know you're just uh his you know you do stuff for him throughout you know the rest of your time there like you'll uh you'll like go get him uh you go get him like a Gatorade from a vending machine or like a, like a snack from a vending machine. It's, it's mostly getting stuff for him from vending machines. But in exchange for that, he lets you take a hit off of that sweet, sweet marker smell. And you never have the desire again to leave. You never see anybody you love or care about ever again. I don't even like the smell of markers. You would think that, but this marker was the best smelling marker. <laughs> they do make ever ones smelled. that are scented that do smell nice. Yeah, this one smells like what you imagine heaven smells like. But you'll you'll never know because you're never going to go there because you're stuck on the other side of the chalkboard. Also, does that mean he put his head <laughs> in my nose? Each nostril, yeah. He got you two times. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, that's where that's how you smell stuff. Yeah, you're trapped. Okay, well, it's probably Chet Lightning's fault. Probably. 